0: I have my nine year old husky next to me as I record this because this episode is all about dogs. I talked to Athena Damaris and Katerina Theodorellos about their recently started Greek themed pet toy company called Opa. You can find them on social media and online under Opa Pets to see their Greek Classics collection dog toys, which are so cute, and they also just launched a cat line, and they gave me a little sneak peek of their new dog toy designs coming in the spring. So cute. So I really hope you enjoy learning about their passion and how they got this really sweet company off the ground, and also just laugh with us on how we've all shifted our parents into dog people. Opa!
1: cute what a sweetie oh <laughs> these so are siberian huskies
0: oh i want to see yours mine is uzo, uzo.
1: come here come here hello come here come here come
0: here this is Aww. Uzo, Hi, he's, uzo. A he's a year I'm sorry so cute has such is- a creative name how did you name Him Uzo
1: Uzo, so I wanted him to have a Greek name, and being named Athena, I didn't think it would be appropriate having a Zeus or an Apollo. It's kind (laughs) of weird, and so I asked my mom. I'm like, I want a Greek name, but one that people can pronounce or one that's kind of known. And my mom, she doesn't even drink. She's like Uzo. I'm like, I like it. So that's how he got his name. Yeah. Um, Okay,
0: Cat. Let's see yours.
1: Oh, you know what? I don't know. Okay, let me. He's. I've
2: set up a little spot for him because <laughs> he's like I'm out. I can't really walk right
0: yeah. now. Oh. Can you see him? Yeah. Love you. Are you okay, buddy?
2: Yeah. So like he's, I'm resting. Uh, he's resting. He. I had to bring him with me to work today because uh, I have to monitor him. So yeah, right now, but. Hopefully he'll come. He'll come in a bit over here, and I'll give you guys a better look. He knows some Greek. He speaks a lot of Greek, <laughs> uh, which is amazing. So, like he he on command, you know, saplose, lie down. He lie down, da- lies down. Bamek. So he doesn't know. Let's go for a walk. He just knows bamek. So let's go outside. So he speaks a lot of Greek. <laughs>
0: I love that we see all their breeds. So. Oh, I know yours is a beagle. Kat, what is your? Toy poodle. Cool. Yeah. So we got all the details, all the most important details out first, but yeah. now I want to go to you too. <laughs> Can you tell me where you are now? I think Canada, but where your family's from in Greece and the typical podcast start?
1: So I'm uh, Athena Damaris. My parents uh, were both born and raised in Sparta in the Peloponnese in Greece. So I'm a first-generation Greek-Canadian, so they came to Toronto. We're still in Toronto. I was born in Toronto, so that's that's my family.
2: Yeah, I, my name is Katerina Theodorellos. My mother was born in a little village outside of Yanana, and my father was born outside of Patra, and then he moved quite young to Jorio uh, outside of Pirgo, so also in the in the Peloponnese. They came to Canada in the uh, mid-70s, early mid-70s. And actually, we are in Toronto, but my father was supposed to go to Montreal. That was his plan. And he had decided to go, like, right to the airport after he was uh, in the army. And there there was nothing available to go to Montreal. And he met an old cousin of his uh, at the airport who was, like... Pamela, let's go to... Come with me to Toronto. Come with me to Toronto. So he ended up in
0: Toronto and never left. So, yeah. Well, there you go. And how do you two know each other? How did you get connected? My first
2: cousin. So my father's niece and and Athena are best friends. And Gubadi. And I guess all throughout all these years, we, you know, would see each other... And hang out at like all the family functions. And slowly, eventually, because we lived very close, we ended up, you know, hanging out with each other and became really good friends. So
1: it's that great community connection. It's it's very uh, close here in Toronto. So it's like two degrees of separation, to be honest. Everyone kind of knows everyone. But we were lucky and we got to know each other even better. And we've become really good friends since then.
0: Yeah. Oh, sweet. Since you were building up that connection and friendship, were you both like, oh, it'd be fun to do something together without really knowing what it would be? Or this whole dog and pet toy business, which I know we'll get into, started? Just how did how did it spark? It just kind of happens.
2: Like, we didn't have plans to do anything. And I think you know, in like, you know, both our love of dogs and our love of Greece, because although we're born and raised in Canada, we were in Greece all the time, have very strong connections with Greece every year, you know, since, since myself, I was like born, I've been going to visit my family in Greece. And I think our love for both, we were looking for toys for our dogs. And my background too, like I sew, I've, you know, sewn since I was young and it just happened. It was kind of like a birth outside of COVID too. It was just a mix of everything and it just happened. It wasn't, it wasn't initially even a business. It was just, let's make some toys for our dogs. Uh, Athena got Uzo. She couldn't find any toys that were like Uzo related. And it just, one day I made some you know, samples, like fun toys with like clip art from the internet. And then slowly it just evolved.
1: It's uh, it's a true story. I was on a search. Probably if you you having a dog, you've probably seen they have every toy out there, whiskey bottles, wine bottles, like every drink, beers, and they're all dog related, but there's nothing with ouzo or anything Greek. And so we thought, you know what? you know it kind of started as a joke, but in all honesty, you know, children have toys that maybe relate to their cultures, like why are dogs playing with wine bottles and why can't they have a buzuki and why can't they have you know an Uzo bottle or a well, yeah, like the the exona, the Greek guard, and it just kind of blossomed from there. We just got more and more creative, and we won't you know, let on what's to come yet, but we have quite a few ideas and quite a few designs and the community, not just Greeks, but non-Greeks who visited Greece or have, you know, dreams to visit Greece have reached out to us, love the toys, love the concept. We've had others say, Hey, like, can you do my country? You know, we've gotten a very good feedback and, and it's, it's nice to see it was just, you know, it wasn't just us that were feeling that way. It seems that others agree with us, like, why can't we have, you know, some more specific toys for our pets, you know, Greek toys or, or, you know, ones that kind of relate to our culture. So it was was nice to see we've been pretty well received being a, a really new company.
0: Right. Also, as owners, you kind of want some cute stuff around your house too anyway, because it kind of ends up being your decor. If you go downstairs, you'll see like I have a carrot and an octopus. Like it'd be nice to have some cute toys. It's funny you brought up the alcohol because I actually got... My dad, I was talking about our family dog with both of you in our email. He's a care interior. He loves little footballs, but my dad has his drink of choice. So I got him a Crown Royale bottle dog toy. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's so many of those around. And now the dog, Toby, loves playing with that too. But I would like to give my Greek dad a Uzo bottle more than <laughs> a Crown Royale bottle.
2: Oh, and we put a little package in the mail for you. And we have a, I knew you had a few dogs in your family and so there's something for everybody in there
0: oh my gosh can't wait I I think I get more excited (laughs) giving my dog these toys and probably they are excited that's really sweet thank you
2: love them too we've even had like you know some customers that we don't even know sending us messages telling us how excited their dogs are with the toys too so it's so special like I get tears in my eyes and People we don't even know are sending us pictures and they they're just sending us like the joy it's bringing to them. You know, it's funny and cute and
0: love it.
1: All of our toys have a little squeak inside. So we know how dogs love squeaks. So that that also helps.
0: That definitely (laughs) helps. (laughs) (laughs) And you both are kind of genius to start not just like a toy business or animal business, but focusing on dogs because people are obsessed with our dogs and their dogs. And just like at the beginning of this podcast, we're like, let's let's show each other our dogs. So why did you choose dogs? Cause you mentioned cat that you do. So, and I know you both love animals, but yeah. Did you have to give up any other jobs well, and do this honest. as a side hustle or yeah, just kind of why and, and also just genius to do dog toys. Just want to throw that in. <laughs> it, it, you know, it just happened.
2: My life a few years ago kind of changed and I was making gear bags for musical instruments. Very, very little just for like my community here in Toronto and working in the fashion industry. I was doing like wardrobe and styling for commercials and movies. And overnight, life kind of changed and through COVID and I I, because of my hours and everything like I really had to drop all my creative outlets and I think that this actually it's it's, it just happened with the dog toys like it just happened because we were making them for Uzo and this and that and then my joy for sewing and designing and and like hands-on work just kind of came back and I couldn't we, we couldn't stop after that, you know, so I'm a little bit nervous, too. I don't often uh, do videos. You need chat.
0: some Uzo with the before that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we Speaking should. Of, <laughs> or <Yeah>. you're like, <laughs> she did. No.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and it actually is interesting because I think Athena, too, helped me get that spark back. Because Athena's such a brilliant mind in terms of the business side, and I'm more of like behind the scenes, hands-on side. And I, she, she was encouraging me too to get back into like a, a world of creativity, especially through COVID. And it, like I said, it just kind of happens. Like the, it wasn't planned. It wasn't anything like that. It just happens, right? Your passions, I guess, kind of fall back into your hands sometimes, and you don't even know they're gonna they're gonna come, right? It just yeah. happens. And you know that.
0: No, that's so true. I mean, what do they say? Best laid plans. I don't know. I I should know the quote. What is it? Best laid plans just don't happen. <laughs> so I'm summarizing that. But yeah, it's funny how that can happen sometimes. And if you follow your, your dream or just go for it, have to have like a rough plan. But yeah, some good things can can come from it. So then what is your role, Athena? Could you describe that? And then also yeah. want to open it up to... How has it been starting as friends and then now working on like the business side? Because ultimately, you do want to make young know, people happy, but also make money. So with that mix, sometimes it can be tricky.
1: So I, I have a business background in, in HR. So my full-time job is a HR director at a law firm. So we won't get into that. It's not that exciting.
0: <laughs> my husband's um, a lawyer. You don't have to talk about law. Yeah. So not it's,
1: <laughs> it's, uh, it's very intense high stress, long hours, probably log in after this call, after taking Uzo out as well and and do some more work. So it's, it's a lot. So this idea, I I also like, I have an interest in creative things. I love dogs. I I wish I could take my dog to work. You know, I, I really enjoy animals. I've loved them since I was a kid. I always was the one rescuing the birds in the backyard or having a rabbit at my house in Greece or just that's that's where I was drawn to, but never made that a career. So this kind of allows me that as well. And, you know, kind of a a more creative side. So something that, you know, is not that everyday corporate environment. You know, I know we don't save lives, but lawyers think we do. Um, And you kind of work around the clock all the time that it's it's. Although it's work, it's it's a nice sort of passion project. So it's a different type of work. And so with the business background as well, we just sort of launched, although we've been working on it behind the scenes, we we launched late last year in October. And you know, it's very well received, more more than we thought so quickly. <laughs> and, and we're happy about that. So we still have sort of our, our full-time jobs and doing this on the side, and and we'll see where it goes. We're very excited and, and we're very fortunate and lucky and very grateful for being received so well. So, you know, up until this point, being so brand new, like I said, we'll we'll see where it goes. So that's sort of what we're doing up until this point in time. That's
0: awesome. And has your relationship changed at all from starting in that friendship role to now being business partners?
1: The same, uh, the same. And I think maybe we see each other more, talk a little bit more because now we don't just talk as friends. We also have, oh yeah, hey, did you see we got this order. Like what about this idea? And so I think it's, it's brought us even closer. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it's been a nice thing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't imagine working with anybody else. We make a really good team. It's always scary to, to, to get into something like this with somebody. It's not scary at all. It's actually more exciting with Athena. I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. it being better, or smoother, or like, it's just like one of those joys that we get to share with each other, right? And it's amazing. Like I wouldn't change it, and I'm not. I'm not. It's like I'm not even worried. Is that you know, like which sometimes in business you, you you do get a little bit worried, right? But no, <laughs> we're lucky for, with that.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! And did you find that being in a niche market? is tougher or you knew you wanted to start that because you both are Greek, you realize there weren't those Greek dog toys. You did mention you have plans to expand or people have been reaching out to you from all other cultures. So if you're allowed to share <laughs> that, uh-huh. do you have yeah, what are your expansion plans? And also are you still happy that you were super niche? Because I have those thoughts too on on this podcast, mm-hmm. but I like it. I think sometimes yeah. it's nice to be more niche, even if you don't reach as many people.
1: We feel the same. I think Kat would agree that we we kind of got excited that we were the first. I mean, we we researched, let me tell you, we went down legal paths. Does this exist? Has anybody done this? And every single person, uh, wow, is the reaction. We've never seen anything like this. No one's done this. And for us, I think that's exciting because we get to do what we want with it. We know we're the very first. For Greek toys specifically, we know nothing else exists. I know there's a few toys out there for New York and I've seen a few things for some other countries but Greek toys absolutely not and so we kind of like that in in terms of branching out I'll I'll let Kat talk a little more about that but I I think we're we're taking it in baby steps yeah probably Kat you want to want to take that on
2: yeah I mean it's all about baby steps but we're like finalizing right now our cat toys and some accessories and we do have you know in the future some plans to expand to a few different other countries for now but yeah baby steps and it's it's all a learning process too because you know things like getting the fabric printed often mistakes come with that that we that are out of our control or you know like we're learning as we go and everything we do too is by hand. And it 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 does take a lot more time than you originally would think. You know, I'm sitting here sewing, pass everything on to Athena. Athena will stuff everything, then we'll pass it back. I'll finalize the stitch. It's like this huge process and we're just learning how to hone in and be as productive with our process.
1: We also take great care in what we make. We're our own quality control. We're like, no, that squeaker's bad. Let's do that again. And we, even to our tags, we add a little mati or the evil eye bead on each and every one of our toys. You know, we want to make sure that each one of our products is a great representation of our brand and how we package it. And so we take a lot of extra time in that. So eventually, you know, as, as we branch out and grow. Hopefully we won't we won't be doing it all by hand, but right now that's where we are. But we enjoy it and we take pride each time each package is put together and we've tied on that little mataki and we're like, okay, this is going to this dog. And we also want to know the dog's names. I I, you know, maybe it's a little invasive, but we get excited and you know we follow up, send us pictures and Who's this one for? You know, let us know. And it's kind of nice. We like that that personal touch that we can have right now. So we truly enjoy that. We like to share on our social media. We, we get so excited when we get videos and photos of the dogs enjoying the toys.
0: You And you hinted at the process a little bit, which I'm definitely really interested in. So you are both literally the two that are creating the toys, sewing it, all that. Could you just walk through that end to end, even the printing process and then even early on stage of the research of what the designs will be so from I guess from the start when we first
2: started and it was literally like clip art from the internet that we were printing on adhesive iron-on paper and I have you know denim from and different fabrics that I had used and we were just like testing out fabrics testing out sizes testing out the type of image that we wanted to use and neither of us are actually very designing on computer savvy so we had to learn how to do things find some people to help us the other thing too to to mention is like in research especially when it comes to like dispersing our materials we live in canada and a lot of shipping a lot of there's so much else involved that you don't even realize So the process of like finding the stuffing and we wanted to use stuffing out there that was as safe as possible for our animals. So things like we use 100% like pure organic cotton stuffing. We had to order stuff, test stuff out, guess and test. In terms of printing, we were finally able to find somebody in Montreal who does the printing for us, sends us our fabric. Then we sit there, cut it out. Sew it out, iron it out, stuff it out. <laughs> uh, am I missing something there? Like I... You
1: no, know, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. And in terms of the designs, we we sat down. We, we actually have a catalog of probably 25 to 30 designs we have not launched yet of every Greek thing we could think of that we would like our dogs to play with. So use your imagination. There's a lot more coming from different foods to different clothing items to different scenes to all kinds of things. And we just went crazy for a few weeks of just, oh, what about this? And what about that? And, you know, so we've got a catalog and we're sort of launching them in little in little groupings. Like this one's our Greek classics collection. It's got the five items and we've got another one that's going to be coming out soon. Do
0: you... Test out the toy with your dogs or other dogs, yes. or just to like see the strength of it and yes. the process. So, what we
1: did, okay. Uzo, unfortunately, is a, a super chewer. That's good. <laughs> He's though. like, that's the yeah, best, tester. So he, best tester. So, the fabric is pretty tough. And if they're small enough, he does just play with them and squeak them. The bigger ones, he will try to unstuff. He is one of those dogs that. Tries to pull out the stuffing, and then you've got the limp toy left over. They're pretty durable. Like he's, uh, I don't know if you've seen that brand, Bully Make. They say they're indestructible. Yeah, Uzo will get Uzo will get through those too. Like, oh <laughs> wow! But yeah, um, he is one of the quality controls. Whereas like Papu Lucky, he just plays with it, doesn't. He's a uh, softer too.
0: Yeah. So do you try to build up and create? what, like 20 before you put it on the site or you create like 50 before putting on the site just to have it ready in case a ton of people want it or something? Well, it depends on how much we can fit on a certain amount
2: of fabric. I think with the first batch, we kind of tested out, you know, like different colors and different sizes. So now we have a little bit of a better idea, but yeah, we'll we'll... we'll do quite a bit just to have them ready. I think the last batch we did about 140. And just to have, and we're, you know, almost through some of them. So that's really exciting. Right. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Super exciting. And then I can't believe I didn't ask this earlier, but whose genius idea was to call it OPA? Or, and how do you want to pronounce? Like it's Opa, but then Opa, kind of, because it's spelled O P A W, which is just genius. So, yeah, it was, whose idea was that? It was, I guess, a collective
2: idea. We actually originally had called it Rav Rav, which is Woof Woof, right? And right. Oh, that's what you're eating. Some, some of the yeah, that's what I think. yeah. So some <laughs> of like the fabric that we initially had printed actually had. Oh yeah. Um, no, guys. Yeah, guys. and then when we were working on the website, it just came up. Like it just, it just came. over like, oh my god, that's a uh, duh. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that sounds like we loved it, so we went
1: with it. And you're right. It's like opa, right? Because it's like opa, like however you want to say it. But it's a play on the word opa in Greek, and just because it's animals, pa, right?
0: No, I love it. And I'm such like a puns person. Love it. <laughs> I saw when I saw like these women are genius. So something that I did want to talk about as Greek. So been growing up in Greek families, including mine earlier, because our, our family dog, we didn't get until I was in college. My dad and my aunt, their parents, my grandparents had an aversion to pets and dogs or more so my my yaya was like ah, freaking out and my pop was more open to it but yeah they always wanted them and parents were were a no-go so I know it's not super common and almost frowned upon to have an indoor pet or was and curious what your backgrounds were growing up and do you feel like that perspective is shifting a little bit more for Greeks or maybe even specifically for people in Greece. But yeah, just that more openness to having dogs as pets or, or animals as pets and indoor pets.
1: Personally, so my my dad was a shepherd back in Greece and a hunter. So growing up in Greece, he had sheepdogs and hunting dogs. So they all had a purpose. They all lived outside. They loved and respected their animals, but they were outdoors, right? And so growing up as a kid, I really wanted a dog. And my dad was like, hey, it's, you're only getting a dog if it's a hunting dog. And our dogs actually were outdoor dogs when I was a kid, not allowed in the house. I got yelled at if I walked in the house, hadn't washed my hands, change your clothes, like freaking out, right? Like the dogs outside. My mother was not a dog person. My dad was, but in terms of what he knew, a hunting hound or a sheepdog, right? Treated them very well, but they were outside. And, and growing up as a kid in Canada, we were looked at as very strange. We had people calling the Humane Society on us. Uh, you know, these people keep dogs outside. You know, these individuals would always come and say, hey, this dog has a heated home outdoors, has water, has food. We'd always pass. It's been loved. It, it gets a lot of exercise, that kind of thing. But it was strange. And we'd always get looked at as this is very odd, right? My grandparents, no way. They, they still live in a village in Greece. And when I got Uzo, even till this day, he's a year and nine months. My grandmother still asks my mom and me, but where does he sleep? No, but where does she keep them? I, I don't understand. I'm like, in my condo, in my space? No, 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 no. But but where? And what does he eat? And I don't understand. And I'll joke with her and say, you know, yeah, yeah, this summer I'm coming to Greece. I'm going to bring Uzo not in my house, not here. This is ridiculous. But I mean, she still lives in a village. Visiting Greece now, I, I'm quite impressed that, you know, it's not like it was before. 20, 30 years ago, you would have never seen a pet store. Even vets like having storefronts, you know, bowls outside for dogs. Dog-friendly cafes, restaurants. Like this past summer, I was super impressed. There was dog parking in front of stores. There were dogs inside stores. There were dogs at wineries, at at restaurants, at cafes, at beaches, sitting on the loungers. You know, like and the dogs had names and were treated well and had their food. And some of them were dressed up, which was again a, a no-no back then. And they've come such a long way. And even here now, I mean, we've all sort of integrated as, as Canadians, even my own mother, you know, when I first told her I was getting a dog indoors in my own place, not even her house anymore, freaked out, freaked out. Like, what are you doing? Your house is going to smell. This is like, this is ridiculous. Don't do it. Animals indoors. No way. I, you know, and now she's the first one to greet my dog if she's listening to this, I hope I'm not embarrassing anyone, but uh, she's the one going, Mo, come here, get a treat, come to me. She's petting him. She's not running to wash her hands right away. It's shocking to me, you know, <laughs> after all these years, because she's the same woman that, you know, 20, 30 years ago was like, you know, Athena, go inside, wash your hands, take those clothes off, wear new clothes, put them in the washer. You were outside touching the dog. And now she's the one hugging my dog, petting him, giving him treats. He's licking her hand. It's, it's strange, <laughs> but I like it.
0: <laughs> wow. Isn't that just incredible? The same thing. My parents weren't as strict in that way with animals, but more just waiting a while to have an indoor pet. And now it's like the love of their life. They mix up. Toby with my brother's name Peter they mix up my name with it they they love him so much and yeah yeah it's funny how it turns and also don't worry about embarrassing your parents I feel like I've embarrassed mine enough or brought up <laughs> things on this podcast uh about them but it's all in love and just a good memory to think back of where we came from and you know they have their own stories too so I hope your mom listens but yeah that's so interesting what you even saw this summer with the amount of changes. That's really cool. And I think also, isn't it true that Greece has had a stray animal crisis or issue for actually quite some time too? And are you, I think I saw that you're potentially doing some partnerships or support with shelters there or some support groups there. Is that right?
1: We are going to donate part of our proceeds actually each year to an animal rescue or charity in Greece. To your point, they've come a long way. You know, years ago, there were strays everywhere. Happily now, there's some islands that are completely stray free. There's still some pretty big problems in some of the bigger islands like Santorini and and a few other areas. But, you know, even just looking online and looking up, you know Greek rescues. You'll see a lot of organizations run by the Greeks, which is very impressive. Yeah. Trying to get homes for these dogs and get them off the streets and take care of them. Part of the reason also why we started this because we want to give back, and we think through our sales we can give back. We're in the process of deciding which one. It's it's a hard choice. You know, we wish we had tons of money, but you know, as a you know starting out, we'll see where we can go. Maybe we can grow it further, but we we want to help. Just like. Greeks in Greece and even in other countries that are adopting those dogs, we want to help out as much as we can.
2: Anyone listening out there, how many of us have hundreds of toys for our dogs, right? If there's anybody out there who wants to send us some toys that are gently used and might need a little bit of repair, send them our way and we'll fix them up I'll totally do what I can to fix them up and when we go to Greece this summer and every summer whatever we have we're going to just take them directly to shelters and rescues just to have something else more to give we are still small so we don't have tons of money to give we will do whatever we can but any anybody that has any used toys that they want to Donate, like give them to us, and we'll find homes for them.
0: Wow, that's really sweet. I love that, and just also a good opportunity not to be so wasteful with toys, and to know that it could be sent your way. I wish I could go to Greece with you all when you go to the shelter, but it'd be so hard for me. I'd just want to take everyone home with me.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's how I got my my dog. Like i I wasn't planning on. I have always loved animals, but my family was very, like strict about not having animals in the house. I would often go and look at dogs and like, you know, just go to the store, which thank God that doesn't exist anymore. But at the time, you know, like I would visit and, you know, connect with dogs. And one day I went to this pet shop. I wasn't very happy with the environment that was going on there. It kind of freaked me out. And I saw my little guy in the back corner of one of these kettle, kettle I guess they had. And I just asked to see him. And I, I was like, look, like I'm not able to, to leave with him, but I'd really like to just see him. As soon as they like, put him in my arms, I couldn't leave without him. So I just was like, look, like, I'll take him. <laughs> and I, I just left with him. And actually, I'm really thankful because a month later, I had noticed when I gave him his first haircut, he had all these like little nips, all these like weird little cuts on him, which seemed so bizarre. And I went back to the pet shop to just be like, what's going on here? And this was about a month later and they had completely shut down. So I don't know what was going on, but I, I think that I saved my little guy and yeah yeah 13 years later um and I'll never forget my father I've never seen him so livid it, well, I have but this was one of the, the he was angry when I brought this little guy home didn't talk to me for months and one day I got home early and I I like hear something I'm like what's going on like I hear something in the basement. And I like snuck down slowly. And my father, he was like blowing him kisses. And from that moment, I said to him, I'm like, I got you. I got you. Now he FaceTimes me just to see the dog.
0: Oh. Like, it's,
2: it's amazing.
0: was oh, so cute. Yeah. Oh, man, these dogs. So I wanted to ask two more questions. The first is what have your dogs taught you?
1: Mine has taught me how to squirrel hunt. No, I'm kidding.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or be on alert.
1: Be or be on alert. alert. No, he's uh, yeah, he's a hunting hound. I, I think I was somewhat brainwashed, I guess, as a kid, always having hunting hounds. I had to have a beagle. Uh, I call it the Greek child curse, a lot of us beagle owners are actually Greeks that had parents that were hunters. There's uh, two others in my neighborhood, so we laugh about that. We think we should start a support group. But uh, <laughs> He's uh, he's, ta- he's taught me a lot, a lot about patience, a lot about love. He's always there for me. He can read me. He knows when I'm sad. He knows when I'm happy, um, even as a puppy. And, and even um, just reading energies. You go on a walk with this guy and sweet and innocent looking face, but he will warn you, and he's always right, about something that's about to happen. And his bark is loud. It, it startles people when when we're walking. Uh, friends of mine laugh, like the amount of times you hear, Jesus Christ, or, oh my God, like, and people dropping their copies because <laughs> his bark is so loud. It's warning me, like the other day there was a car that wasn't about to stop. The uh, Another day someone just, you know, obviously not not very... Well, uh, you know, screaming down the street. In downtown Toronto, you get a lot of strange things. He's always on alert. He's saved me a few times, but he can read energies. It's very interesting. So just learning how to trust, I guess, too. It's the animal instinct.
0: Yeah. How about you,
1: Kat? Total pure
2: unconditional love. And also just how an animal can just bring so much joy into even like, the darkest situations. Sometimes he's always there to just like like Athena was saying. Like he can always sense when something is is amiss and wrong, and like he's always there right beside us, like doing so. I don't know, like just bringing us the, this joy and this like warmth and total calmness and, and safety too. Like especially if you live on your own, they can bring you a lot of like comfort and safety, joy, love. Uh, All things positive.
0: We love our animals. Yeah, Yeah, I think mine just crawled into this little tiny corner in my office. I feel like more sense of adventure is what she's taught me. Like a good encouragement to always get out there. And I love hiking with her. And yeah, they teach us so much. They're family. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This is like
2: Um, my brother, my son, and my grandpa,
0: (laughs) you know, like all in one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Girlfriend, daughter, agree, agree, agree. (laughs) So the last question I always end on is what has grounded you in who you are today? And it could be related to animals and how it's fed into this work that you're doing with your pet toy company, or it could be something completely different.
1: I think a lot of it, I I know you're it's not just cuz your podcast is called grounded in greek but it's it's our greek background we have a strong connection to who we are a lot of that is because you know our parents left greece so many years ago and they they wanted to keep those values and those ethics and and our culture close to our hearts and keep it alive so you know we've kept a lot of our traditions hospitality and, and being nice and kind and all those values it all comes from what they grew up with and so the stories our parents told us our grandparents told us I think that's what's really grounded me
2: a hundred percent a hundred percent Athena, you put it perfectly yeah
1: <laughs> and, and so I think a lot of it to tie to what we're doing we feel like with our business it gives us that opportunity to sort of allow us to stay connected to our culture in, in a fun way you know and and the love of our pets and also teaching others about our culture too and Again, just keeping the culture alive, whether it's, you know, something you're making, baking, whether it's a dog toy, starts a conversation. It's a reminder of our culture and we're able to share it with others, too. So with Opa Pets, we, we don't just want Greeks to buy our toys. We want others to learn and, and use it as a learning tool, too. And, and maybe one day they'll visit Greece. Maybe they won't. But, you know, they'll learn about our culture, The you know understand us a little bit more. That's what keeps us all grounded. That's what keeps us connected. And, you know, it's, it may just be a dog toy to some, but for us, it's, it's part of our culture. We're really proud of it. And as you all mentioned before, our dogs and our cats and our our animals are part of our families, part of Greek families (laughs) or, you know, we value that. We cherish that. We want to share that with everybody.
0: Oh, pets. The loves of our lives. <laughs> you can find out more about this really sweet company at OPAWPETS on social media and at OPAWPETS.com. And if you're not following me yet, please head over to Grounded in Greek on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook so you can put a face to the guests' voices and just join some fun. I'll be posting some fun videos, especially a preview of. Opa Pets dog toys, but also check out some fun Grounded in Greek gifts and merch on Shopify. The link is in the show notes and on social media. And as always, if you know a Greek with a good story or you yourself have something you want to share, please contact me at groundedingreek at gmail.com and please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. It would mean so much to me.